Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Mark. everybody. This is Jen here with the P40 Ministries podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. We are going to be discussing Mark chapter 1 today, verses 14 through 28. I will be reading, as I always do, out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible, but please feel free to read out of uh, whatever version you're comfortable reading out of. Grab that cup of coffee. Let's go ahead and read. Now, after John was taken into custody, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the good news of God's kingdom and saying, The time is fulfilled and God's kingdom is at hand. Repent and believe in the good news. Passing along by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me and I will make you into fishers for men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on a little further from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were also in the boat, mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. They went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. They were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as having authority and not as the scribes. Immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Ha! What do we have to do with you, Jesus, you Nazarene? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. The unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this, a new teaching? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. The report of him went out immediately everywhere into all the region of Galilee and its surrounding area. So Mark here is mentioning that John was taken into custody in verse 14. And you remember John the Baptist, we talked about him very briefly. And Mark does not give a whole lot on John the Baptist. What Mark has a tendency to do when he was writing was just go from action to action to action. Basically, Jesus was always moving around, always doing something, always super busy. He was showing Jesus as being a servant. So Mark goes into very, very little detail. It's just jumping from story to story to story. And that could have been months in between these stories. I mean, Jesus did have three years of ministry before he died. So of course, three years were going by, but Mark tells it all in 14 chapters <laughs> of the Bible, or maybe it was 15. I can't remember, but I mean, he, he tells it all in a very short period of time. And it's also the shortest gospel in the Bible. The Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark is the shortest of the four of them. So basically, uh, Jesus goes into Galilee because John the Baptist had gotten arrested. And we talked a little bit in Matthew as to why Jesus did not go and rescue John the Baptist. It's kind of a question we won't really ever know the answer to, but Jesus did not go and rescue John the Baptist. So Jesus goes into Galilee instead, basically preaching to everybody the exact same thing 
John the Baptist was preaching at that point. So John the Baptist was preaching, repent because the kingdom of heaven is near. Now Jesus is preaching, repent because the kingdom of heaven is here. John the Baptist was preaching that it's near, now it's here. So repent. It's even more important now to repent because the kingdom of heaven is here. So basically, Jesus is doing this alone. This was his solo uh, kind of operation that he had here. He was teaching the the people. He was um, basically taking the role of John the Baptist at this point with the, the preaching, but he did not baptize people. We did talk about that as well because John had already uh, said that Jesus was not going to baptize with water. John had prophesied that. Instead, Jesus was going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is passing along in Galilee, and he sees Simon and Andrew. And they were brothers, and they were fishermen. And we know that Simon was renamed Peter later on, one of the most popular of all of Jesus' disciples. So he's seeing them casting this net into the sea, and he gives them an analogy, and he calls to them, and he says, Hey, if you guys follow me, instead of catching fish... You're going to catch people. So they hear this and they they leave their nets and they follow Jesus. And we learn later on that Jesus also uh, kind of performed a miracle for them and different things happened. But Mark doesn't explain any of that. Now, they probably knew possibly who Jesus was. Maybe they probably knew who John the Baptist was. And uh, since they were in Galilee, maybe they even heard some of Jesus's teaching because Jesus had gone into Galilee and was teaching in the in the temples. And if Simon and Andrew were devout uh, Jewish men, they would have been in the temple at some point in time and possibly even heard Jesus speak. It is possible that the two brothers did have an inkling of who Jesus was and they knew he was a rabbi maybe because of the clothes he was wearing. And so they end up becoming his disciples. Now in Matthew, I mentioned what a disciple was and a disciple was kind of like a little rabbi, I suppose. (laughs) It was somebody that followed the rabbi around or the teacher and would do things with him. It was like hands-on learning. It was like an apprenticeship in a sense. So these disciples were almost like Jesus's apprentices where they would go around with him, see what he did to help people, hear about his teaching and eventually uh, maybe become a rabbi themselves someday. So they follow Jesus. And so Jesus also sees James, the son of Zebedee and John, his brother, who were also in the boat mending the nets. So maybe it's possible that Andrew and Simon also knew who James and John were, these other fishermen, because they were all fishermen together. So it's possible that uh, Peter knew these people who James and John were. Jesus calls out to them as well, and they end up leaving their father with the hired servants in the boat and following Jesus. Maybe Zebedee, their father, was like, go ahead, you know, go do this, you know, I've heard about Jesus. Who knows? We don't know. I'm not going to give too much speculation on it, but it doesn't seem like Zebedee is like calling out to them and being like, come back here, you little brats. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it's not mentioned either way, but it says that they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. 
I don't know. I'm going to guess Zebedee was okay with what happened here, but I'm not going to give any speculation on that either because it's not mentioned in the Bible. So anyway, it says that Jesus and his now four disciples go into Capernaum and it was the Sabbath day. So he goes into the synagogue or the temple and he teaches all the people. Now the people were there on the Sabbath day, the most holy day of the week. They were allowed to go to the temple and they're hearing Jesus teaching. And these were ordinary people. Jesus was probably teaching in the courtyard of the temple. And the courtyard was usually a very huge place that could hold tons and tons of people. And, uh, you know, and people could go there and hear the teachings of, of the rabbis and stuff and the scribes and the Pharisees and whoever else was there. So Jesus is going in and he's teaching and the people are listening to him. And they're like, wow, this guy is really cool the way he teaches. And they say, they're like, man, this guy, it's like he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> That's what they say. They're like, oh, it, it's like he has authority to, to talk about this stuff. He's he's teaching it like he really knows what he's talking about and not like the Pharisees teach it. You know, like this is completely different. We haven't heard a guy speak like this before. And so the people are all like, wow, this guy really knows how to teach this, this, you know, like we've never heard teaching like this before. And it's very likely that they did not hear teaching like that because, you know, the Pharisees put these birds on these people where they had to do certain things on the Sabbath that God never told them to do and yada yada you know people the the Pharisees were always giving the people just a hard time all the time constantly accusing them just doing different things and so you know the people they didn't have access to the Bible like we have nowadays in America I mean the Bible is everywhere everyone and their brother and sister has a Bible Everyone has a Bible. You can get it on your phone. I mean, the Bible is everywhere, but you know, the, the Israeli people, many of them couldn't read and write. Many of them didn't know this stuff. They had to be told it by the Pharisees and the scribes and whoever else knew how to read and write at that point in time. So they weren't getting the access to the information that we can nowadays. They instead had to hear it from a teacher. So when they're hearing it from Jesus and he's speaking it like he really believes it and follows it and knows exactly what he's doing and there's no hypocrisy there, people can read into that kind of stuff. People know, you know, people can see the difference. I remember there was this man and I've mentioned him several times before on the podcast. His name was John Dreggy. He came and spoke at my church and he was dying. He had a brain tumor that was incurable and he ended up dying in May of 2020. And um, he came and spoke at our church. And I just remember thinking this man had so much resolve. He just knew that what he was talking about was the truth. And I never had a speaker touch me in that way like John did, because John was dying, John Dreggy, but he had so much faith and so much belief in what he was talking about that it just resonated with the crowd. It resonated with everybody. People were in tears. People were crying. People that didn't even know John Dreggy were upset and sad and crying. And even my husband had a few tears. <laughs> and of course, I was bawling like a baby. But um, yeah, I mean, this this man, 
John Draghi, he spoke so beautifully and just had so much resolve, just knew what he was talking about. And people can pick up on that kind of stuff, obviously, because our church did. And, you know, so many people were touched about what John was talking about. So Jesus just believes so strongly in everything that he was talking about because he knows it's the truth. The people were going to pick up on that kind of stuff. But then this other thing here happens. It says in verse 24 that there was a man with an unclean spirit in the temple and it says that he cried out ha what do you have to do? what do i have to do with you jesus have you come to destroy us so obviously it was the spirit inside of him the unclean spirit speaking in this way to jesus so he's saying like what are you doing here are you going to come to destroy us and he says i know exactly who you are the holy one of god now jesus at this time period was not really allowing people to know who he was but at this point jesus tells the unclean spirit basically to shut up but he says do it he says in verse 25 he says jesus rebuked him saying be quiet and come out of him and immediately the spirit comes out of him but he starts convulsing the man as this unclean spirit is leaving his body. And it was the spirit was crying out, screaming as it was coming out of this man. And now all the people are super amazed because they're like, huh, that guy had an unclean spirit and now it's gone. And they're like, and this, this man over here that's teaching us with this authority just did that. And so they're all standing there amazed is what they said. And they were questioning among themselves. They're talking among themselves together like, who is this guy? What is this? Is this, is this a new teaching? For with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. So then immediately, everyone starts talking about Jesus. And it says in verse 28, that the name of Jesus became famous at this point and report of him went out all over the region of Galilee and the surrounding area because they're like, wow, this guy, he teaches with, with such, you know, power and he just commanded an unclean spirit, something that we don't think we have control of to come out of that man, something that only seasoned people can get rid of. Who knows what the people thought back then about unclean spirits. But one way or the other, Jesus got rid of that unclean spirit and the people were amazed about it. So friends and faithful listeners, this was Matthew. I'm sorry, not Matthew. Oh my goodness. Because we just finished Matthew, I'm going to continue to say Matthew <laughs> until probably we're finished with the book of Mark. Then I'll start saying Mark once we're in Luke and it'll just keep going and going. But anyway, we are in Mark chapter one, verses 14 through 28. We just finished that. But thank you guys so much for tuning in, for um, listening to this podcast episode. And if you like it, please rate the podcast five stars, write a review. You know, reviews are so huge for podcasts. It would be so appreciative if you guys, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, could just click the little button that says write a review and write a little review for the podcast because the more reviews that I have the more people can find the podcast so please do the podcast a favor by writing a review would be very appreciated but friends and faithful listeners thank you for tuning in this morning happy listening and god bless <laughs>